Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, dude, though, ESPN man. 2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, and you love that podcast. Dr. Pepper calling line is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are asking who is more likely to win an MVP going forward. Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Controversy nowadays, but still balling. Or Russell Wilson, who spent five or six years overall, probably as the best player in football, but has never received a single MVP vote. I've never received an MVP vote either. Well, but you got the Chopping chopping Wood Award. Chopping Wood Award. (laughs) Over Warren Sapp and everybody. (laughs) This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Chopping Wood Award. All right, so so Rodgers has won three MVPs in his career, including last year. He's having another MVP caliber season. You know, this year, although you miss a certain number of games, you're probably not going to win MVP. Here's what Rodgers said in response to this question from Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee Show on YouTube. How are you not going to hold a grudge, everybody? And do you know that you're probably never going to win an MVP again? That's probably never going to happen, right? I think that's that's a legitimate statement. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, maybe... Maybe he doesn't win another MVP. And if people no, hold against I honestly, him. I honestly think he will. Right. Because he's, he's a good player. He's a great player. Yeah, and he's going to throw for 50 touchdowns one year and seven interceptions, and they're going to win. I, I honestly think he's going to win an MVP. And I know that the voters are in the media and all that sort of stuff. But the question would be to you and Jay, the guys who make the decisions on the MVP, are they turned off by what Rodgers did this year? No. Or, or is it us that don't have votes that are turned off as ex-players <laughs> excluding you? I, do I some think of the it, voters actually like it? I think, I think some people are turned off as of right now. If that dude wins the Super Bowl, though, everything will be just fine. You know, I think about... But the MVP is voted on before the Super Bowl. Jay. No, I understand. I, but I, so, well, I'm saying... Heading not, in that not direction. Not heading in that direction. Yeah. If he's heading in that direction, like this year, I, I think a lot of people will start... People always try to reference it. But at the end of the day, man, his on-the-play field will speak for itself. Yeah, if he's a, if he's a 14 and uh, three type situation and has the first seed, and then we get to the Super Bowl and they vote comes in at the NFL award ceremony, all that sort of stuff, you can see it coming. And I think that that'll probably be the case with an Aaron Rodgers. But as far as his ability, he has the ability to win a Super Bowl, where I don't believe that Russell Wilson will ever win. I said Super Bowl MVP. I don't believe Russell Wilson will ever win an MVP. Why? Because, one, I don't know how long Pete Carroll will be there. And what I mean by that is turnover, different philosophy, mindset. Plus, Pete, second half of the season, always wants to run the football. He does not want to throw the football. Just look at the track record. Just look at the track record. Well, like if a guy like Eric Bieniemy were to then go to Seattle, if Russell's there, like you don't think there could be the right coach that can actually help Russ towards the latter part of his career, that can implement the right offense 
Everybody can help ain't him get there. Yeah, like, what Pete about Carroll the fact that no LaFleur, LaFleur comes in with Rodgers, Key, and Rodgers looks like he's struggling to learn what he's just kind of game managing. Man. Next year he won an MVP. Yeah. No, it wasn't no game manager. Look at the numbers. No, I'm saying year one with LaFleur. Look at the numbers. Year one with LaFleur. I, could, I can't. I'm telling you. It wasn't his, no, no, his numbers. No, 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 no. I'm telling you right not now. not as great as normal. He here, had MVP up. numbers in year one. He mm-hmm. had MVP numbers in year one, but our concentration was more on the relationship than Aaron Rodgers' play. <clears throat> they were 13-3. and three. His completion percentage was 62. The following year, it was 71. He had 4,000 yards, 26 TDs, four interceptions, but the following year, 48 TDs, five interceptions. But that's still MVP numbers. He he was good, but he was not quite Aaron Rodgers good. I I understand. Year two, his numbers went up. Crazy up. But if you wanted to make a case for him in year one, it was lights out. But but that still proves my point, though. Like, if if you change the philosophy of a new coach who were to come in after Pete Carroll were to leave, it was better conducive for Russ long-term, letting him get those type of numbers. You don't think he can get those numbers? And here's what I'm going to tell you, too, also about the Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers dynamic and offensive play calling and changing all that. The system is basically the same. The system was basically the same. It's a West Coast kind of ingredients that principles that they kept in place. They didn't all of a sudden go ground and pound from Mike McCarthy. They kind of kept everything in place with a little bit of a variation. And that's kind of what they do in in the NFL, whether it's Kyle Shanahan, whether it's Matt and Mike LaFleur. Because when you have wholesale changes, you get what the Dallas Cowboys were two years ago. Defense was horrible because they came in with Mike Nolan and tried to change everything. But guess what they did with Dan Quinn? They went back to t- three years ago with the defense with Rob Marinelli and changed it and said, you know what, we got to do this because of the personnel fitting. And when you do that, you get better results. What about this, like, part of it is a popularity contest in a way. So I think about, so maybe, I think Aaron Rodgers can win another one, but it's going to have to be so clear cut that they can't give it to someone else. I'm thinking about. Based on what, though? I'm like it, so. They had to be on his play. If he had like a year like where like last year, and no one else came close to his numbers, and his team did really well, he could win it. But if it's close between him and other players, I'll bet you they give it to someone else. So what I'm trying, what, the point, I'm, the, the example I want to use, baseball Hall of Fame, Kurt Schilling has said some outrageous things, and and you know I don't like a lot of the stuff I've heard from him, and he's a borderline Hall of Famer. I, if I had a vote. No doubt I'm putting Kurt Schilling in the Hall of Fame because I think it is wrong to use things outside the game and hold that against somebody. But the fact is he's not in the Hall of Fame because probably that's what's happening, but only because it's a close call. If he was a slam dunk, he's going to get in. I think he'd be in. That's what I'm saying about Rodgers. But this stuff. Kurt says some. No doubt. No doubt. Wild stuff. No doubt. But what I'm saying is this stuff. Is, and because he said wild stuff, Jay, and he's not a slam dunk Hall of Famer, they're unfairly, in my estimation, mm-hmm. keeping him out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, to win an MVP, it can't be like it's close between him and Russell Wilson. They'll give it to Russell Wilson. He's got to win it clear to get it, is what I'm saying. But when you think about baseball, it's a different sport. And when you look at the way that they win against – Pete Rose because of character. Mm-hmm. Character is part of the process in baseball. 
For sure. Character is not part of the MVP voting. As long as... What about human nature, though? Like, people just mad not, at a dude. They're not going to... No, man. They're not going to do that to him. If he Pat balls McAfee out, and Aaron Rodgers think so. Yeah, but that's... They just talking, I think they're just in the middle of the gauntlet. It, it, yeah, right they talking, man. Dude throw 50 touchdowns and five interceptions. Yeah, he'll get it. it, it really? I mean, he'll like, come it. on. And by the way, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. By the way, like what yeah, you do, hustle should be in all what you yes. do after you already got your four thousand plus hits. I don't know how that takes away those four thousand yeah, plus hits. Character in baseball is a part of it. Yeah, Barry Bonds, the character. Bond should also be in because Roger Clemens, because he was already character. in before he started cheating. Exactly. So they look at that and go, ah, bad guy, I with the hat and the, the, the you know those guys. Yeah, Evans' dad type people. Sorry, Evan. Um, Didn't mean to do you like Russell that. Wilson's interesting. Like it, it is odd that a guy can be that great for that long. And forget about never winning an MVP. I get it. Drew Brees never won one, but he came in second a couple times. But never getting a vote. You don't get one vote in well, any here, year. Here, here's That's why, wild, though. Man. He hasn't put a full season together. Yes, yeah, it's, it's always halves. been the first half. It's true. Uh, not playing good in the first half. Second half. Eh. That's why. You remember when Cam won MVP? You could have actually made a wire, real good wire, case for, for Russell Wilson that you gotta year. Go, you got to go wire to wire. Yeah, he doesn't. You're right. Russell Wilson's usually a tale of two halves, which is why, which is why teams ought to be nervous about Seattle right now. I'm just saying. The dude ain't going to wind up with five wins on the season. That's out. No, he's going to win. They're going to win games. I just think that they're so far behind the eight ball. Is that right? Eight yeah. ball? Is eight that ball, what yes. You're so far, far behind the eight ball that they can't play catch up fast enough. What well, could it else be, otherwise be the nine ball? Can't be behind the nine ball. Be the or the black ball. ball. Never mind. Jeez. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Why is the white ball always knocking off the black ball? Uh, <laughs> hey, Frazier. <laughs> Remember going, that? What was that? Do the right thing or something? He's going right to 14th yeah, right Street. To her, yes. Right to what, 42nd Street. What, what was that? What movie was that? I don't know. You don't remember with, when? The, what movie was that? With eight ball? Yeah, remember and when what? it was like the... Never mind. Time to break. We get it, though. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear hotline. That the white ball's always hitting the, hitting the, hitting the eight ball, which is black. What the? It was so, a movie that you – but never mind. We'll figure it out. Break. So, who will have a better game on Sunday? Wilson or Rodgers if he plays? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. ESPN Radio celebrates Veterans Day. I'm Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I just want to send a big, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans, the people that have served this country to give us all the amazing freedoms that we have. We love you and thank you for everything that you've done. Celebrating veterans, past and present, on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Take Your Pick is brought to you by Napa. At Napa, when it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day delivery and curbside pickup to getting involved in local communities, that's Napa know-how. So here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80, we're going to play Take Your Pick Week 10 edition. Um, Evan, are you getting in on this? Sure, yeah, let's go. Aaron Rodgers, if he plays, or Russell Wilson, who has a better game Sunday, Take Your Pick. I think Aaron Rodgers will have a better game. Uh, when I look at the defense of Seattle, I'm not gung-ho, jumping up and down Seattle's defense. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to try to silence the critics uh, by having a great game. And once he goes out there and he throws 350, three touchdowns, no interceptions, people like Max Kellerman and Jason Williams will not have any negative things to say about A-Rod. Be curious to see how Aaron Rodgers does coming off that COVID fog, if he has it, if he's able to come back. But I, that wide receiving core is back in full return. I, I think knowing those weapons, with Scantling, you talk about what they have coming back with Lazard and then Devontae Adams. I'll take Aaron Rodgers in this one. I'm actually going to take Russell Wilson because if he is back, he's back just in the nick of time. We'll see how COVID affects him. But more than that, like Mike Tomlin, I'm starting to look at the Seattle schedule and think, can they possibly win the game? And I think to win this game, Russell Wilson's going to have to be superhuman. So I'm going to take Russell Wilson in this one. Matt Ryan against his former head coach, Dan Quinn, or Dak Prescott against the Falcons? Who has a better game, Ryan or Prescott? Take the pick. You know what's so interesting about this? I think Matt Ryan will have the better game. Uh, not that they will win the game, but Matt Ryan, as I said yesterday on NFL Live, he was once Matty Ice, and he started thawing out. Guess what? He's freezing up again. He is on fire. Matt Ryan is playing lights-out football. He's some of his best football. People aren't talking about it. Kyle Pitts has been an amazing addition to them out of the University of Florida. I didn't think Kyle Pitts would replace Julio Jones. But for Matt Ryan, he's done that. He needs to do better in the red zone, and they will get to that point. But I think he has a better game. I don't believe they'll win, though. Patterson, too, on top of Kyle Pitts has been big for them. So I'm still going to go with Dak. Considering them coming off a loss, we've been talking about this all week. If this is a championship team, how they bounce back after that loss they had to Denver will speak volumes about where the Dallas Cowboys will be. Now, Dak was not sharp in his first game back, coming off that injury, that bye week. I think he will get his rhythm back. I think this team will find their offensive flow back. And they get Gallup back. I'll say, I'm going to say Matt Ryan. And I think they both play well. But the reason I'm going to say Matt Ryan is last three or four weeks, every week he takes a step forward. He's getting better and better and better. And Dak, meantime, is not. Like, last time we saw him, so I think he'll be come back with a vengeance and everything, Dak. I just think that Matt Ryan at this moment is a little bit sharper. I'm going to say he's – they may not win, but I think Matt Ryan may be outplays him by a little. What's the crazy thing about Matt Ryan is he'll be their quarterback in 2022. Nuts. nuts. Because there's no other quarterbacks that you can go get that make sense. But unlike Roethlisberger, where it was like, all right, this dude's done. He look, he does not look done. No, he, was, no, he didn't look done all. last year. Yeah. I thought he did, but, you know, what do I know? Uh, what do you know, huh? How about this one? 
Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert. Who has a better game Sunday? Take your pick. Hmm. Oh, I got, I got you. I, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be Justin Herbert. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert will have a better game. Kirk Cousins has played okay this year, but I, I'm concerned about the secondary of the Minnesota Vikings. When you're going up against Mike Williams and company, along with Keenan Allen, and in what they do in terms of distributing the ball, they need to bounce back. They've been kind of sputtering along over the last couple games, couple losses. They got the victory last week, but I think Justin Herbert has found his groove again, and you'll see him distributing the ball to the guys that he needs to to make plays. I'll probably go with Justin Herbert here, and I think one of the reasons I would go against Kirk Cousins is I think their offense might become a little bit one-dimensional because I think a lot will – I'm curious about the mindset considering everything that's been happening this week. Granted, it happened last year, but this week with Dalvin Cook, like if that will make them more of a one-dimensional type of offense and there will be more pressure on Kirk to do more. I'll take Justin Herbert easy in this one. This is not – uh, Dak Prescott versus Matt Ryan, two guys who have both at times in their careers been considered elite or just under elite. This is Justin Herbert, one of the best young quarterbacks who ever lived, right? His rookie year, that's one of the best seasons ever, versus Kirk Cousins, who's a solid starting quarterback. Justin Herbert has weapons too easy all day. All right, guys, here's a very interesting game in New England. Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, who has the better game? And... Does Mac Jones have OBJ? Take your pick. Lobster, macaroni, and cheese has a better game. There's no question about it. I think when you look at Bill Belichick and the recipe that he's going to unleash on uh, Baker Mayfield, the Baker man, is going to be interesting because Baker Mayfield is banged up. He's got a little bit of injuries happening with the shoulder now and the ankle. He won't be able to move around. And one of the things that the New England Patriots love to do is play a lot of man-to-man. And when you play man-to-man, that frees up the quarterback to be able to move around. He won't be able to move around, nor is he a running threat. They know that, so they're not going to worry about that. They're going to blitz the hell out of him, play man-to-man. They don't have any receivers that the New England Patriots are afraid of. With all that man-to-man coverage, watch and see exactly what Bill Belichick and the cast of characters on the defensive side of the ball put on the young man Baker the Mayfield. Is he lobster mac and cheese because you're now buying it? I've I've always bought it in terms of what they do in the circumstances. In terms of what it is. In terms of what they do and what they put around him and how they're bringing him along makes him a nice buy. Right. The it is that he can do certain things. They know what he can do. They put him in a position to succeed. That's the it. But I don't, you know, lobster mac and cheese, though, they can fake you out at certain places. They give you just a little bit just of... Just a little, no crumbles, no... no. Man, they give you a little bitty uh, mints, uh, lobster. Yeah. You'd be like, man, I just paid $70 for this? Yeah, come on. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go Mac Jones here on this one because if Nick Chubb is a no-go, without that run game, I don't, I don't see Baker putting up big I, numbers. I, absolutely, and I forgot about that. Uh, I'm good, going, good catch. I'm going Mac Jason. Jones because of the first thing he said. Yes. I think Baker Mayfield's hurt. I mean, he is hurt. Um, and, and and therefore, I think Mac Jones will have a better game. If they were, if Baker was healthy, I would take Baker. He's not. But the great thing about what Jason Williams, J.D., said is that no Nick Chubb. I forgot about that. Yeah. 
No Nick Chubb. They really get ready to heat yes. Ernest Johnson, though, did his thing against he Denver. Did, that Denver defense, on, he ran Scott right through him. With a dude now. named Dearness, you ain't going to be able to just keep playing like that. Though. I hope you can, though, Dearness. <laughs> keep playing like that if you can, baby. <laughs> I don't know what I want to name him. D or Ernest? Stop. Leave <laughs> I know where you're going. Don't go down that rabbit hole right now. Remember, Brian Burns, the defensive end for the Panthers, said happy hunting against Mac Jones to all NFL defensive ends. Browns have two of the best. That'll be an interesting storyline to follow as well. All right, take your pick. Week 10 in the NFL. Matthew Stafford versus Jimmy G. Remember, Kyle Shanahan said preseason or before the season, the offseason, he wanted to try to acquire Matt Stafford. But got beat to the punch. So, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy G, take your pick. I'm going to take Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an interesting game. They're up in San Francisco. But Sean McVay and the Rams coming off that Tennessee debacle or bounce back against a team that allowed Colt McCoy to come into their building and unleash a whooping on them. And Kyle Shanahan is coming under fire, which is deservedly on his part as the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. He was supposed to be an offensive innovator, a play caller, a quarterback guru. That hasn't worked out. And I know he took him to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, but I'm not one that's buying it. I think it's, you know, he'll he'll survive it this year, but I think the calling is coming. If you notice, Key, uh, coaches who come in with hype, <laughs> a lot of times don't work out. I don't know I'm if you gl- ever I'm, noticed I'm, that. I'm, I'm glad you're listening every <laughs> now and then. You know, once in yeah. I'll go with Matthew Stafford in this one. Even even with that bad game he had against the Titans where he threw for two picks, my man still has 23 touchdowns and six INTs. Like, he's still in the MVP conversation. And plus, I like the way he handled the pressure. Like, okay, that happened. Fine. But this is an opportunity for me to get back. I'm going Stafford all day. I see the buckets a little differently, Key, than you do. I see when we talk Prescott versus uh, uh, Matt Ryan, uh, to me, that's a similar bucket, but Prescott right now is in a higher one, right? But but both of them, either elite or the next thing to it so far in their careers. I see Stafford in that bucket, right? But I don't see Jimmy G there. I see Jimmy G in that mid-range, somewhere in the mid-range. He's at the he's in the second bucket, but he's at the bottom. He can't climb to over the top and look peak. I, I have he's another. I have so an extra bucket than you. I have the first bucket. Then some of the dudes you have in that first bucket, I have in a middle bucket between them and the so mid. I got pack. two buckets, man. There's I got lot, two. Y'all got a lot. I got. I, I got I'm, extra so buckets. I'm confused no, with all the damn buckets. buckets. In other words, I don't buckets. know what bucket is doing what. I got two buckets. I got about five people in it. Yeah, the first one. And in the second bucket, there's about eight of people, but then there's like three of them fighting to get to the yeah. top of the bucket. Yeah, and everybody yeah. else is at the bottom. They see, can't get out. But I mm. see Stafford, not Dak right now, but Stafford, Dak, and and Ryan I have as similar level, sometimes elite, sometimes a little less than that, as opposed like Justin Herbert, perfect example. To me, his floor is Matt Stafford. See, he's in the second he bucket. He has a chance to be he, higher He's in the that. second bucket pulling the leg, trying to – Pull the other yeah. guy down, but it ain't going to happen yet. <laughs> Who's Herbert? Yeah. Yeah, he's but right I, there. But when me. I see Stafford versus Jimmy G, Stafford all day. <laughs> get down. So many buckets. You can't get out. A lot of buckets. All right, last one. Crabs in a bucket. Sunday night football. Derek Carr versus, as Lewis Riddick says, the Ferrari. Patrick Mahomes. Take your pick. Well, that Ferrari needs to go back in the shop and, and figure out what he needs to do. Derek Carr's had experience in this league. He's a... a he knows how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But here's what I'm going to say. I think Kansas City is in a position right now where the Raiders are trying to find themselves again. And they're coming off a bye. Uh, Kansas City is rolling, so to speak. They won a game last week. And they, they have some 
they have some some people to answer to. And I think Patrick Mahomes will have a better game than Derek Carr. I don't know who will win the game. I think I, I think I'm gonna pick Kansas City, but I may pick the Raiders. But I think Patrick Mahomes will have a better game because he has a lot to prove. And his team is in position to steal the division, which game, sounds crazy. The Stealing game, the division for the Kansas City Chiefs. The game Derek Carr had versus the Giants, I think I saw a lot of question marks with how the Raiders are playing. And Patrick Mahomes didn't turn the ball over last week. Granted, they didn't score at a high clip. But if they continue to mix in the run game with those underneath completions, if he's able to stay disciplined in that manner, which I think he's trending in that direction, I'll take Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take Mahomes all day here. I like the Chiefs to win. I like Mahomes to be responsible for five touchdowns. Like, he hasn't had a game like that yet. And the law of averages says the dude ain't going to go all season and not have one crazy game, divisional game. I think Mahomes is going off here. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear hotline. So, will he have, Mahomes, OBJ in the fold? Jeremy Fowler joins us, giving the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless here on Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. uh, No contract, no compromise to play hot news or not news. Good morning, Jeremy. Max, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me. I need to get my hands on some of these books. Oh, good yeah. Quality reads. Good set up here. Get some quality well, reads. Yeah. On the way Have you today. seen what's the title of the new one, Key? The Forgotten First. I like that. The yeah. Forgotten First. Yeah, he propped uh, it up there in the table. By the way, good holiday first. gift, The Forgotten First. Important work about See, I'm here for history the of. I set him up. He knocks him down. Okay. I'm going to put it up even higher since Jay had something to say. <laughs> um, Jeremy. <laughs> ESPN's senior NFL reporter, OBJ is considering the Chiefs, Packers, and Saints as possible landing yep. spots. Hot news or not news? That's hot news. That's magma hot news right there. That is the story. All these teams are, are waiting on Odell. Like, they're ready to go. They made their offers. I'm told up to eight teams have made hard offers on Odell, and they don't know if it's going to come today. They're thinking it'd probably be more like Friday. Uh, so the, it's especially hot because the Chiefs and Packers both feel like Hey, they got a good chance here. They're well positioned. They're not even offering that much money. I'm hearing other teams are offering more, but they're saying, hey, look, we got the quarterback. We got the system. You can win a championship here. You can be a catalyst. Come in, ball out for eight or nine games plus playoffs and go hit free agency and make your big money. So it's even hotter if the Patriots can pull this off because they are involved. They're trying here. Yeah, it is hot news because much like you said, Jeremy, there's several teams that are trying to uh, get his services. And it's not about the money aspect of it. It's about the re- rehabilitation of the so-called yeah. bad reputation of OBJ. Um, you know, when you look at this situation for him, the New England Patriots are right there. The Kansas City Chiefs are right there, as well as the Green Bay Packers. In the end, the best spot for him would probably be Kansas City. I hate to say that and have our producer, James, <laughs> all fired up, and then it doesn't go that way, and then all of a sudden we have to look for him. So, Jeremy, let's make the news even hotter. <laughs> Where should OBJ go in your opinion? I'm I'm with I'm with Key on the Chiefs because okay. they're struggling. Like they need a catalyst. And he if he goes there and they start playing well, all of a sudden he gets more credit than maybe he even deserves, right? He like he's the guy. He changed things for them. Uh and so they're searching as an offense. And uh, when you're averaging three point eight yards per play like they did last week against the Packers, you got a problem. And so that's where I think he'll end up. But you know, the Packers feel pretty good. Like they like their chances. Um what yeah, if he but goes I go to KC Chiefs. and they don't end up playing better. They end up playing the same. Then yeah. where, where's your opinion on OBJ? Well, I would say this. This is yeah. obviously hot news, as everyone said. The Packers make the most sense, but the fan in me, 
I want to see him go to KC. I think that would be so much fun to see him with Mahomes. At any rate, he should go somewhere where he has a great quarterback for the first time. Right, and Andy Reid, at the very least, he has created ways to get guys the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to be a situation where, you know, you target him two or three times like in Cleveland. Like, he's going to get chances. He'll get screens. He'll get some easy plays that he can get some yards I, on. And I don't want to belabor this, but think about it, Jay. There's an average of probably 65, 60 plays, right, Jeremy, in a game? 60, 65? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Of yeah. an offensive side of the ball? For you to get one or two targets? It's ridiculous. That's an insult to that, – just that yeah, yeah, no, I that didn't make no damn sense. Well, two targets, 12 yards. Devontae <laughs> Adams, like, you get at least two for 12. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers being fined less for violating COVID protocols than what CeeDee Lamb was fined for having his jersey untucked. Hot news or not news, Jeremy it's, Fowler? It's fairly hot news, but it's, it's predictable news, right? Like, we know the NFL fine system. You get hit for the minutia. That, that's what happens here. The, the, the fine for the COVID was more uniform. Like, that's what, if you violate, that's kind of what you get. Like, Alan Lazard, his teammate, got the same fine. So, you know, I would go lukewarm news on that. Yeah, I would say it's not hot news to me because I've been fined many times for uniform <laughs> violations. Um, it's, it's just like the COVID situation. There's a protocol as well on uniforms as there is on COVID. You follow the damn rules, you don't get fined. <laughs> the numbers are there. Hey, first offense, yeah. first offense, you throw a ball in the stands, it, it was 2,500. Second time, 5 Gs. Next time, yeah. it jumped all the way up to like 25 Gs. So you, you know what it is. So do it I, twice, not three times, basically. Well, I, did, I did it twice, <clears throat> and I never did it again. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's hot news just from the fan perspective because it feels yeah. like the repercussion doesn't equal the crime, right? Like right. It, and, and from like, – the big story that everybody's been talking about for the past week and a half, then you see the fine and you're like, how does that, those don't correlate. Those don't go together for as much of a stir that yep. we made about it. Yep. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior Tom's NFL dream. reporter with us on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN you're radio, Sirius XM it. channel 80. Jeremy, Russell Wilson looks pretty good at practice. Hot news or not news? I'm going to go not news. The, the hot news was Monday when he released that hype video that it's time to come back, which I thought was hilarious because the Seahawks probably wanted to draw this out. Like, why are you saying on Monday you're going to play? We want the mystery of you maybe not playing by Saturday or Sunday. So I thought it was hot news when it came out. Um, but it, they, the Seattle knew that he was going to come back smoothly. Like Absolutely. They felt it was a four- to eight-week timetable. They were hoping more like four weeks knowing Russell Wilson was going to bust his butt to get back, and that's what happened. Yeah, it's not news to me at all. The hype video, whatever. I mean, I'm not into the hype videos and and giving information to the public about what you are doing and all those sort of things. Uh, I look at it as to say it's a little too late for the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson coming back. I don't think they make the playoffs this year, and I think at the end of the season, Coach Carroll decides whether or not he wants to continue moving down the coaching track. Now, that's hot news right there. Now I'm trying to find the hype video. Oh, I see it. It's time. It's time. On Monday. Oh, this is big. It shows the the finger, key, the (laughs) x-rays. You you already know how I feel about it. I don't. I got Seattle on the playoffs. Kyler Murray feels way better. That's a quote. And is looking to return on Sunday versus Carolina. Jeremy Fowler, hot news or not news? That's hot news. I'll I'll give you hot news because – he, uh, I mean, this is eight and one team. Like this is a team that's gone all in. Like they're giving up draft picks for players. They bet on a coach who had a losing record in college. They bet on a five foot nine quarterback, and it's all working. So this is a great story in the NFL if they can keep this up. But they need Kyler Murray for as good as Colt McCoy played last week. <laughs> you know, they need their He's guy. He's back up for a reason. Yeah, Ky- Kyler's a top ten quarterback it's- in this league, and so. 
They yeah, need him. It's, it's hot news. It's certainly hot news. And Jeremy is right. They got to have their quarterback. All five foot nine of him. They got to have. <laughs> He's hung up on his height, man. <laughs> well, he said five I said nine. I, I drop it. <laughs> it's just when you say it, it feels different. Yeah, you're the one who just gave the nickname a, Mighty Mouse. A, yeah. What's wrong with that nickname? No, it's all right. There's but, a body know, of work Damon that Stoddy- assumes slights from you towards the Damon Cardinals. Stoudemire was Mighty Mouse in the NBA. Yeah. Yes. Think about it. He's 6'4 and, and change. So, you know, the world huge, looks short to him. Huge news, hot news, just because when we think about MVP, we go to names like Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. Who's in that class? People forget about Kyler Murray and the fact that he was out last week, kind of like out of sight, out of mind to a degree. Yeah, huge news, hot news, of course. Mike White will get the start versus the Bills this weekend. Joe Flacco will be the backup, Jeremy. Hot news or not news? I'm going to go not news. Zach Wilson's still not healthy. I think when he's healthy, he'll be the guy. There's a lot of drama around Mike White taking his job. I don't buy it. After asking around, it, it's kind of, it, the concept was kind of laughed at to me. Zach's their guy. They're going to play him. Uh, yeah, I think it's not news. I, I could be wrong, but my sense is that when Wilson's healthy, he'll be in there. It, it, it is hot news to me as a, as a former player when you uh, see somebody who has the opportunity and the potential to be good and he doesn't get the real opportunity. It becomes yeah. hot news inside the locker room yeah. because I'm yeah. now looking at a guy and saying to myself, if he was playing, we would be better. And I went through a similar situation with the Jets, ironically, when we had Rick Meyer, but Ray Lucas was better, and we waited too long to play Ray Lucas, and we lost out on the playoff bid because Ray was actually better than Rick Meyer. Ray but Lucas. for whatever reason, based on the money and everything, yeah. we made a decision uh, a not to play Rick. And I think the Jets are going to make the same decision because of the money and where they drafted him yeah. that Zach Wilson gets the full opportunity, okay. even though Mike White – it's probably better. I'm going to Jeremy. change my answer. Can I be real about That's this? Yeah. This is not news. Nobody else cares about the Jets other than Jets fans. <laughs> like when, well, that you, might be true. People around the nation are not talking about whether Mike White deserves to start. Like, nobody well, else is talking about unless you're an NFL insider or a former player. Well, nobody here's else what, here, to Here's it. what I would say, though, Jay, where you're wrong at. As crazy as it may sound, the New York Jets got a huge fan yeah. base across the country. Yeah, just because New York is spread New out. New York yeah. is yeah. spread out. I will say this. With certain teams that have been traditionally bad, if you tweet about them or have news about them, Jets and Browns, those two garner a huge... Because the fan, fan base is so, so thirsty. Uh, nobody other than Jets fans. <laughs> but but huge, I said Jets. Fine. You know why this is hot Jets news? Fans. No, no. This is not news yet. Let me tell you when it gets to be news, if and when. If Mike White beats the Bills... And now the Jets yeah, have to okay. look, wait a minute. Don't do that We're beating good teams with this guy. Now all of a sudden they Man, start they to had, face you choices. The Bills hey, they the had, and the Jets back to back. Stop, Jeremy. They, they had the Colts kind of like until he got hurt. They had him 7-7 on the ropes. 7-7, then he got hurt. Does one team already have buyer's remorse from their big offseason addition? Thank you, Jeremy Fowler. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN 2. Your smart speakers. Download the podcast. Russell Westbrook's triple-double led the Lakers to a 120-117 win over the Heat on Wednesday night. Westbrook extended his NBA record to 187 triple-doubles and scored two huge baskets in the final minute of regulation to send the game to overtime. He did miss a key shot that you heard right here on 710 ESPN LA. Listen to Richard Jefferson on Westbrook's performance. Well, he is so important when you really look at, you expect LeBron James to miss some time. You expect Anthony Davis to miss some time. And not only that, you also want to be conservative with both of them. Having Russ gives you a third superstar. I know a lot of Laker fans have been questioning him and especially his start, and rightfully so. But ultimately, when he gets going, when he plays at this level, and it wasn't great. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to hold him to a championship standard. It wasn't great, but it was closer to the Russell Westbrook that he needs to be and that the team expects from him. And, and here's what I would say about Richard and, and Jay chime in here, too, because you know basketball way yes, better I than I Thank do. You. When you look at it, though, I'm a Laker fan, and I'm going to take that as great for me. And, 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 and I enjoy watching him when LeBron's not on the floor, and I think – for them to be successful, they've got to figure out when LeBron's not on the floor and when he comes back healthy that Westbrook becomes that guy so we can get what we got last night and several games ago when he was performing at the high level. Go and take it away, Jay. That was his best performance in a Laker uniform. The scary thing is that there's still so much room for improvement. One of the things that we don't say about Russ is when we hear all these stats about, well, you know, he had a triple-double and look at the numbers. He almost had a quadruple double again, right? He's, it would have been the second or third time he would have had it this season, only 10 games into the season before, right? So even AD had to address that after the game. It's like, look, he made critical shots down the stretch, critical shots. Uh, they were going back and forth between him and Tyler Hero. Those buckets helped them win the game. But I think still question marks around how will it work in the game scenarios when you have LeBron James him and AD on the court at the same time. Last night, seeing Malik Monk shoot the ball to that degree, you like seeing that because the shooting and the spacing, I think, is what this team needs. That's always going to be the question, though, until we get to playoffs. Like, I honestly, from a seeding perspective, we can talk about what the Lakers need to do to get the right seed, home court advantage, but we're really going to evaluate this team for when it comes to the playoffs. And what I will say now as a fan that watches a lot of Laker games I do often wonder, even when Russ is playing at this degree, at this level, what this team would have been like if they had made that move to get Buddy Hield. Seeing how Buddy Hield is shooting the hell out of the ball right now, seeing how he can dance with the ball and play off screen and roll, 
it does feel like initially, I'm not saying it's going to be this way long term, that Buddy Heald will be a way more complimentary piece but, with AD and LeBron right now. I'm not saying it's going to be that way. The history of the league has been, if you can get a difference maker on Westbrook's level, you get him. Last night, Key, I disagree. West, that's not great, Westbrook. That's, I'm good. that's great for a normal player. Westbrook, and here's the thing. I am sure about this. Westbrook will be great Westbrook at some point this season. He's going to be much better than last night. And when that happens and he well, starts doing that consistently, I'm, I'm good. the Lakers are going to be a whole lot of it. To you both. I'm good. LeBron Tell me, I want to hear, Key, you're a Lakers fan. Max, you're a fan of Russell Westbrook. Yeah. What is great Russell fan. Westbrook? Great Russell Westbrook. Yeah, tell is, me what great Russell. Like, tell me what numbers great Russell Westbrook is. Twenty-eight points on decent efficiency, with you know, thirteen assists and ten boards okay, in okay, a win. Great by yeah. himself. That's though. great, Russell Westbrook. I hear what you guys are saying. Perfect. The ball has to be in his hands a lot that's to do that. That's why I said yeah. by himself. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I just said your by version himself. of great Russell Westbrook. Leads to my question because the ball has to be in his hands to do that, and when the ball is in his hands, you take the ball out of the hands of LeBron James. But he's not. That's why I said though, Jay. That's why I started off saying, when LeBron is not there, I'm accepting this. I heard that. Yeah. I'm accepting this. I'm okay you. with this. When LeBron is there, the ball's not going to be in his hands. Well, that's that, 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 that the question. Flow, it's not going to flow that way. That's why I've always been saying he will become as we go down the stretch. You watch what I tell you. He will become the second leader. Uh, he will become the second leader uh, on the second unit. Uh, let's just remember this. James I, I Harden said, I said controlled, that I think he should be a guy in the second unit, and people, like, chastise me. James like, Harden well, controlled said, that Rockets me, offense, guys. James Harden, the ball was always in his hand. When they figured it out in Houston, Russell Westbrook was the guy initiating stuff. Whoa, whoa, and, whoa, whoa. James Harden and LeBron James, completely different But what I'm, sa- what I'm saying is I wonder whether it doesn't stay in Westbrook's hand even when LeBron is integrated. But wait a minute. Does that work in the playoffs, which is what you said, yes. Jay? It didn't work in the playoffs in Houston. Oh, Will it work in the playoffs in what LA? I did defensively, I shrink the floor and all those shots. Russell, you're going to hit those shots because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not allowing LeBron to turn the corner. We're going to settle for Russell Westbrook jump shots, and that's how the Lakers are going to have to be. And because us. LeBron has become a better jump shooter, mm-hmm. you don't want the ball in his hands at all. You want to force LeBron. Uh, Another Westbrook team to do it. is having trouble gelling. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, continuing with you on the app at SiriusXM Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. 